60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. And this is a show about you. This is the show that's dedicated to giving you more financial education, the tools you need to get ahead, to take a hold of your economy, and to make sure that you really do have more money left at the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year. Because, you know, we have a problem. And that problem is, all during our life, we've been getting a lot of lessons. We've been getting a lot of education that covers, you know, many of the job skills we'll need, many of the social skills we'll need. We'll probably find out more about, you know, being a family person. But where in the world did we learn about money? Wait a minute. We didn't. Not in school, not in college. Very little information coming from our parents. It seems like money was kind of taboo. And yet, what does everybody have in common? No matter what your role is in life, money has a big part to do with every day. And whether you make $25,000 a year or you make $125,000 a year or beyond, the rules are still the same. It's kind of like if you're driving an old beat-up used car or you're driving a Bentley, the rules are still the same. So what you need to do is you need to know the rules of finance, and they're not that hard. And so that's what this program is all about. We give you the tools, and we do that through Robert Palmer, who is a very respected member of the mortgage industry, the finance industry, and a member of the Better Business Bureau. This guy knows his money, and he's passing along his teachings to you. So we've got a great show. But one of the things you want to talk about is how the big financial institutions work very hard to make sure that we don't really have a handle on what's going on. So they're kind of a culprit, too, in this whole mess. So right now, oh, they've got a brand new out-of-sight, out-of-mind way to keep us further in the dark about our accounts. And Robert, we love to call it. Auto pay was one of the greatest inventions. It was one of the great, We see, we look at it as a convenience. Oh, it's so convenient. I don't have to do anything. I can just be a zombie and meander around in circles and occasionally run into a chain link fence while they take all the money out of my checking account. I don't have to do anything. I mean, to me, that's the, that is the inherent definition of a zombie, right? They don't have to do anything. They just wander and moan. And this is what auto pay did to us. Auto pay, in my mind, auto bank draft, auto bill pay, auto credit pay. I mean, think about back in the day when everything was cash, right? Like, they're, they're back. I mean, mm-hmm. people still had credit, but if you went and borrowed money, they would give you cash because there wasn't credit cards. There wasn't electronic transfers, you know. So, like, when you needed to pay someone, you had to physically walk down there and hand them a shilling or whatever, uh, you know, a British pound <laughs> sterling, whatever you were paying with back in those days. Uh, and, and so there was a conscious effort to it where now they just they just auto draft your account. And, and the, the guy who cooked this up, I mean, let me tell you, Rob, he is laying on a beach in Tahiti oh. laughing every day all the way to the bank because he gave financial services companies the way to make us lazier, make us into bigger zombies, and to just take our money without question. I mean, I I bet right now, if every one of our listeners, I want you to think right now, I want you to quickly think of five things that come out of your bank account that you have not paid attention to in the last, say, 12 months. Yeah. And everybody has them. Mm -hmm. I've got them, right? I mean, I, I skid around the radio and and uh, complain about it, and I've got them. I mean, it's it's a brilliant scheme. You know, so now when our car insurance, we get that increase, we don't even open the letter anymore. We don't even log in anymore because they just take the money every month, right? And, oh, our cable bill, they just take the money every month. And so that first six months, they gave me a great deal to suck me in, and now they're just taking more, and I'll probably even notice it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is what AutoPay did. AutoPay was probably the, the beginning and the end Uh, that turned us into the financial zombies that we are as a culture today where we just meander along and let people stick their hands in our pocket and take our hard-earned money. You know, Robert, even when we had to write out the check, do you remember those days when you were writing the checks 10, 15, 20 years ago and you had to look at the check register? Okay, here's how much I spent on this, 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 and this. That's when you see the dollars disappearing. Now, 
You don't even notice it. Yeah, well, you know, psychologically, every time we paid that bill, we were making a decision, right? right? We were making the decision to pay the bill, which means we're analyzing the bill. And we were thinking, oh, I am writing a check right now for $1,200 to whatever. Do I think this is a good deal or a bad deal? Do I, do I like the way writing this check makes me feel or do I not like the way that writing this check makes me feel? And, and so at some point you would say, I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to reshop. My, my, my home insurance went up again. It's now $1,348 and I'm writing, I write the number out and then I'm writing it in cursive. And some of you listening probably have no idea what I'm talking about because you've never written a check in your life. If you're, if you're young enough, yeah, uh, you, really. had to, you had to write the numbers and then you had to write it out in cursive on the line, right? Like 100, 1,300. And as you're writing this, you're like, man, this, I remember when this was like $800 a year, when, how did it get so high? And then you get angry. And you get emotional, mm-hmm. and you you immediately get on the phone, and you call ten other insurance agents, and you save five hundred dollars a year because one of them makes you a great deal. And so, auto pay took all that emotion out of it, right? And and so the, the Heath brothers wrote a great book called Switch, all right. And mm-hmm. uh, and in this, they reference it's actually a book by another guy. I forget the book they reference, uh, but he talks about how how psychologically we have an elephant, and we have a rider, and the elephant is our emotion, and the rider is our logic. And and so what they figured out is. Auto pay takes the elephant out of it. It takes the emotion out of it because we don't ever get angry. We don't ever really think about it. There's no decision making. We're just we're just meandering down the road and they're taking money out of our bank account. Where once upon a time we had to think about it. Even if you have to go onto your online bill pay and type in the number, you still have to think about it. But when they just auto draft, the biggest convenience in the world, auto draft. My, I am so busy and so important in life. I can't be bothered to type in six digits, counting a decimal place into a computer screen and once a month, I'll just let the bank do it for me, All right? You have just handed over the reins to this whole thing. You have just, you know, you've just been infected with financial zombieism and you're done. And now you're going to walk around eating other people's brains because you don't know any better. You're, you, it's over. You've given away the keys. And, and, and how, I mean, think about how ridiculous that is. How long does it take to click a button to log into a mobile app? and type in the amount of the payment you want to make to at least stay conscious of what's going on. They didn't do it for the convenience. They did it to take control. And this is another example of the smoke and mirrors. It's another example of how we're being taken advantage of. It's another example of how we're being sold on, oh, this is for your convenience. No, no, this is for your greed. Mm -hmm. This is not for my convenience. This is for your greed. And as consumers, we've got to stand up. We've got to realize that. And and so if, if, if you took everything in your bank account, and took it all off of auto pay. I would guarantee you within 60 days, you will have canceled or shopped for new options or done something with probably 30% of what you are being charged just because now you are back in the decision. You're waking up, your eyes are starting to open up. You're no longer meandering around in circles like a zombie. You're saying, you know what? Uh, wow, I didn't, I didn't even realize I was paying that much for car insurance. How many of you right now know how much you pay for car insurance, right? A lot of people. Do you know Rob? <laughs> no, people staring at each right? other. I mean, you may have a. I do know because I have. I change cars so often. I have to. Okay. I have to compare. All right. Yeah, I change Dave, cars Dave, Dave do you know how much offhand you pay for car insurance? Uh, he he does not know. Uh, okay. there you go. I mean, I think we have a general idea. Uh, it's probably around two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, well, you know, and, and and is that a good deal or a bad deal? I mean, who knows? You know, but we we just forget, mm-hmm. and we get busy in life, and they make it easy, and. You know, those are precious minutes that we'd rather be playing Candy Crush on our iPhone oh, yeah. than having to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. We'll, let, we'll let the bank handle that for us. We trust those guys, right? Eh, just trust the bank. Let them, let them pay the bills. Auto pay is great. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Robert, the other thing, it goes back to your conversation of yesterday about the smoke and mirrors of credit card companies. The one thing that when this auto pay comes, you know, and you maybe you're doing it in the name of the trees and the green and all that, but you're not looking at a bill anymore. When you get a bill, you take it out of the envelope and you look at it, and it says, "Okay, you owe four hundred and fifty dollars." But then you see all of the all of the fees they're charging. What makes that four hundred dollars? You don't see that in auto pay. All you see is when you check your checking account once in a while or whatever, you you see that nine hundred dollars went out of your account. I don't know what it was for. Generally, it was for the item, but you don't see the cost of it. I'm telling you, Rob, we are we are no longer making decisions. We we have just we we are deferring all of our decision making. And just letting it go. Being a zombie, you bounce that's on the it. wall, you, bet, you uh, go the it. other way. That's it. And, and this is by design. Trust me. You know, this is by design. The, this is exactly how they want it to be. The, that insurance company, they don't want you to know how much you're paying. They don't want you to be conscious of it because they don't want you to shop around. They don't want you to call somebody else. Your bank, they don't want you to, to, to realize what you're paying in interest and what you're paying in service fees. <laughs> that, that, let me tell you who absolutely does not want you to know is your gym membership. 
Oh, I mean, God. I will tell you right. You want to talk about an industry that was built on auto pay. I mean, if if we had to literally go to the gym and hand them money once a month, mm-hmm. they would be broke because no one goes there. So how would they ever hand them the money? I mean, you you get like you get that 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 ten percent of people or whatever that use the place, but it's being paid for by the ninety percent of us that, that pay for it and never show up. Mm-hmm. And that's what they bank on. And, and auto pay is what makes it work. And they were one of the pioneers of this, remember? Yeah, absolutely. When the whole gym thing started, it started, you've got to give us access to your credit card or your bank statement, whatever, because we're going to take the money directly. Well, when are you going to cancel? What do you know the fine type and, is? And, so then and you the, never go. So then the big financial guys, they got mad. And first they're like, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh my God, that. we're smarter than these gym guys. Why, why didn't we think of that? We're, we're supposed to be the... You know the sneakiest guys on the planet. How come the how come the fitness industry beat us to the punch on this whole auto pay thing? And and so they immediately went and ripped it off and copied it and said, "This is great. This is the greatest thing ever. If we can just get people to give us their credit card number or their bank account number and authorize us to charge them forever, a large percentage of them will never cancel. And if they do try to cancel, we're going to make that really tough too. Like, oh well. And if you're just tuning in, we're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. As I said at the beginning of the show, Robert Palmer is a very educated person when it comes to finance. Not only has he spent his entire career in finance and in mortgages, but think about that. Over the years on the way to him creating and owning RP Funding, one of the fastest growing and most successful lending companies in the country, all along the way, one thing Robert's been doing is looking at credit reports. He's been looking at loan applications. You name it, if it has to do with money, It's in Robert's life each and every day. So thousands of credit reports, thousands of mortgage applications. And once you've really delved into all that, you're going to come up with some pretty good ideas about the ways that people succeed in finance. That would be your 750 to 800 credit scores and the way that people fall victim to some of the tricks of the trade. They fall in some of the pitfalls of the industry of the people that are out to take our money. And it doesn't take long to lose control of our money. I mean, we earned it. We've got it in our hands. But it's after that that there are people everywhere just coming up with different schemes and different ways to take our money. Well, that's why we're here. We're here each and every day. We're also on iHeart. We're on your phone. We're everywhere with financial information that's going to make you a winner. You're not going to fall for the tricks anymore. You are going to win the fight. So, upcoming on the show, we're going to be talking about PMI. What is PMI and how can we get rid of it? We're going to talk about a refi strategy that can save you thousands. We're going to talk about home ownership and the fact that it doesn't really hold you down. But right now, years ago, Robert, we were doing the shows during the real estate crisis. You remember those days? That's when you started RP funding. In the worst of economies for housing, you started a mortgage company. Well, it all worked out for you. But I remember doing a show where you changed the topic a little bit from mortgages and refis till you actually started talking about student loan programs and the problems that were looming on the horizon and some of the same things that happened in real estate were going to happen in student loans. And then all of a sudden, popping up all over the country were these entities that weren't really out to teach us anything, but they were out to get our money that we applied for in the realm of a student loan. So this is just some craziness. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about the for-profit colleges uh, who committed fraud, uh, who committed these acts, who preyed on unsuspecting, out-of-work individuals. You know, Rob, one of the, the big tech techniques they used uh, to find people to try to sign up for the colleges is they would set up res- they would set up sites for fake jobs. Right? This this actually happened. So they would set up a they would run an ad on Monster or Career Builder for a fake job in a, in a particular industry, and then they would get all these resumes from people who were trying to apply for a job because they were unemployed. And then if your resume showed you were unemployed, and if the resume showed that you were probably in a desperate state, they would now reach out to you, and that was a lead. That was a lead for them for a potential student. Uh, And when you've got educational institutions operating in these manners, you know, tricking people into sending their contact information in under the guise of employment in order to then be called by a slick salesman who was selling subprime mortgages six weeks before and is now selling you on the idea of signing up for college uh, and is going to prey on the fact that you're unemployed, that you're looking for work, 
You know, you got to remember, Rob, when this trend started, the economy was in a bad place. Remember that? Uh, there were so know. many jobless kids. They'd gotten out of high school. They couldn't afford to go to Florida, Florida State. Couldn't afford to go to the big schools. And as you explained six years ago, I remember it so clearly now that I'm thinking back. And during your dissertation, I've been thinking about the things you pointed out. And you said, so there were a whole bunch of kids that couldn't get jobs. Not it's, just kids, Rob. I mean, they, they targeted adults, adults yeah. as well. Yeah, anybody who was out of work. It was a It was a bad economy. Nobody could get a job. And all of a sudden, you get something that says, hey, you can have a little pocket cash, you can get a brand new computer, and we're going to throw in some kind of education, and we're going to accept everybody. Absolutely. Pretty much it. <laughs> that, that, that's it. And then we're going to saddle you with these loans, and, and, and now we're, we're, again, we're looking at the next big credit wow. crisis in this country. Uh, and just as we're starting to see the housing recovery, uh, you know, all the articles now are talking about how foreclosure rates are you know, hitting lows, delinquency on mortgages is at lows. Mm. Uh, everything we have finally come out of the mortgage meltdown and the mortgage crisis. Uh, most people have have either regained equity, you know, because home values have increased substantially. Most people either regained equity over the last uh, two three years, uh, or or worked through their issues and got back on their feet and are now you know we're getting back into a normal housing market from a delinquency standpoint. Uh, there's not as many people in foreclosure. There's not as much pain. Uh, and destruction being caused in people's financial lives by the mortgage industry. Uh, and now we have this this next uh, ugly beast rearing its head, and it's going to be student loans. It's going to be uh, federally, again, just just like mortgages. You know, mortgages were federally guaranteed uh, because of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Jenny Mae. And now we have a problem with federally guaranteed student loans going down the exact same path. And, and, and I think this bailout will be much, much larger. You know, I think the loss to taxpayers... Uh, is going to be much, much larger when the dust settles on this because, uh, again, you know, with 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 housing, uh, there was a tangible item there, right, Rob? There was a house, you know, yeah. there was something to live in, and so when they came out with HARP, the Home Affordable Refinance Program, and they were able to lower people's payments considerably, uh, it then became more affordable to stay in the home with the new lower payment than to walk away from the home. Uh, there's nothing like that that can be done with student loans. You know, if, if someone went to a college that, that, that was committing fraud and that was falsifying documents and that was lying about potential job placements and everything else we see going on here, uh, there's, there's nothing like that they can do. There's, there's nothing they, they can do. It's just funny, Rob. I just got a text, uh, 941 Erica. They said, I worked for Corinthian and everything you're saying is spot on. The school is full of lies, deceit, greed, large egos. I was a recruiter uh, for one of them. Management purposely lied to us and kept us in the dark on many issues, especially financial aid. I thought I was doing the right thing and helping people, but in the end of the day, it was all wrong. Uh, this is this. I'm telling you, this is this is a mirror image of the mortgage industry, uh, and it's happening over there. And, and Corinthian is just the first to fall. I mean, don't don't think that they were the only the only institution uh, doing this. I, I think they're the first of many to fall. Uh, I think the Department of Education, who never really in the past, Rob, has had to worry about enforcement. You know, mm -hmm. they probably don't even really have an enforcement division, right? Because, do. because I mean, if you look back when you had these these institutions that had been around, you know, nonprofit colleges uh, that were institutions and had been around for hundreds of years, right? Uh, and were ingrained in, in the communities where they were. Uh, and, and again, there was only so many people that could attend on the campus. So there were some constraints to growth. Uh, and, and if you think about it, you know, not everybody gets in because they only have so much classroom space and everything else. The industry kind of policed itself. And then because of the rise of internet and, and online education, which I think I think can be a great thing. You know, I, I think I think people being able to learn online can be a great thing. I think bringing the possibility for uh, you know for college education to people who otherwise would not have been able to uh, to take advantage of that is a great thing. But uh, as with any industry, when you have something new pop up like this, uh, and and the internet is boundless, and there's no constraints to growth. And there's no quality control in check. There's no regulation. There's no enforcement division over at the Department of Education to make sure these colleges are telling the truth. And all of a sudden, you've got for-profit companies realizing they can make billions of dollars. Remember, $3.5 billion in five years in student loans. That means they received $3.5 billion in revenue. So this for-profit college had seven, was it $700 million a year? in income over the last five years for $3.5 billion. So when a company realizes that they can make $700 million a year by falsifying a couple of documents, well, there's apparently people out there that will take advantage of that. There are bad actors all over the place. Uh, the internet seems to you know, boost some of this, and the internet seems to facilitate a lot of this. 
and and it became this nameless, faceless beast sucking money out of our out of the student loan system, saddling up and coming people, saddling people who are just trying to get back on their feet, saddling people who just want a better life with debt and giving them almost nothing in return. And now it's time to pay the piper and it's time to pay the piper as a society, as a, as a country, as a government who let this happen. If we're going to if we're going to guarantee student loans, Rob, if our federal government, which I think is a good thing, you know, I think it's a good thing that we want to make education available. But just like with every other government program, there's always going to be fraud. There's always going to be bad actors. There's always going to be people trying to take advantage of the system. And if you do not police it, if you do not enforce it, right? Imagine if the IRS didn't have auditors, right? Imagine if the IRS did not have any type of enforcement. Imagine if the IRS just trusted everyone to fill out their tax returns correctly uh, and file them. It, it probably would not happen, right? A lot of people <laughs> file correctly out of fear of audit, fear of repercussions. Well, because the Department of Education had no enforcement division to speak of, no one to go out and regulate these, no one to go out and watch these colleges like Corinthian, uh, who've now been shut down after saddling people with $3.5 billion worth of debt, we find ourselves in the situation we are in today as a society. Uh, and again, it is now our responsibility because we as the taxpayers, we as the voters, uh, allow the people that we put in power to let the Department of Education not have any enforcement and we're going to end up eating a, a who knows how many billion dollar bill. I mean, if just one single company, if just Corinthian had three and a half billion dollars, uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to find out before the end of the show what the total outstanding volume of student loans is. Uh, and again, not not all of them are, are going to be bad actors. Not all of them are going to uh, fit the criteria and will have taken advantage of students. Uh, but there's a bunch of them out there that I guarantee you have. You know, Robert, as I talk to more and more people about our show it's been about eight years now we've been on the air, started with one station in Orlando, Florida, and now we're all across the Southeast and soon to be nationwide. I think there's 80-some radio stations now carrying us. But as I run into people and talk to them, they talk about how excited they are once they start using the 15 rules to success, once they start accessing our websites or listening back to past shows that you've recorded because people get excited when they're learning something that they can actually use in their life. I mean, a lot of times we have the opportunity to learn and it's pretty darn boring, but I think that you bring a lot of life to finance. You bring a lot of life to this whole enterprise because everybody who listens is becoming more empowered. They're taking advantage of their money. They're able to save more, buy more, and they're in charge of each and every dollar that comes into their life. That's very, very important. So we know along the way, you and I know, that we're expanding the ways that people can take off with more information. There's savingthousands.com. That's a great website, everybody. There's also on iHeart, if you access iHeart on any of your computers, go to iHeart, search out Robert Palmer. Now, there's another way that we just added, and that is the Saving Thousands radio app that you can get right on your smartphone for free and you can simply play on-demand shows anytime you want. So you're riding along, you've been listening to music, you've been listening to news talk, and you say, you know, I'd really like to pick up on more financial empowerment. I'm thinking about a refi. I'm thinking about buying a home. I'm thinking about maybe that 0% financing down there at the car lot. Well, there are shows that we've done that can point you in the right direction in any part of finance, and they're available right now on your smartphone Go to your Play Store and just download free Saving Thousands Radio. So that's just some of the ways that you can access more and more information. Well, you know, Robert, too many people that listen to us and too many people in the economy are still back in the mindset that they had shortly after the real estate crash. They don't think they have any equity. They don't even consider some of the tools that home ownership and equity can give them that they could get further ahead in their economy. But, you know, a lot of these people need to do some research because they might be surprised. Yeah, and the worst thing you can do is go online and use one of these <laughs> eonline.com appraisals or whatever that, you know, they use this they use this bogus cost per square footage approach, which just doesn't work because it doesn't, I mean, look, here's the deal. At the end of the day, uh, location, 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 right? And, and that mm -hmm. doesn't just mean neighborhood or zip code. That can mean this side of the street versus that side of the street. That can mean the 
beautiful lake view out the back or the preserve view out the back versus you're staring into a Winn-Dixie parking lot out the back, right? I mean, sure. this is the kind of things that happen. And, and, and how nice is the house? Has it been remodeled? How old is the roof? What does it look like inside? Because a lot of buying a home is emotional. You know, it's not just, we're not, we don't walk in there and be like, well, dear, we're not paying more than $11 a square foot for a house, you know, whatever. It's, <laughs> it doesn't work that way, you know? And But that's how these online computer systems try, they try to boil home values down to an archaic cost per square foot value. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And it's made them billions of dollars. I mean, they, these guys, you know, the Zillow and Truly and these guys are making crazy billions of dollar valuations by giving away bogus home valuations. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great business model. You know, mm-hmm. you, you take garbage misinformation and you turn it into a billion dollar company. I mean, God, God bless America. Right. But if you want to know what your home is really worth, you can call the home value hotline. And so when I personally need to know what one of my properties is worth, uh, when, you know, my buddy, I talk about a lot, who's got the, the, you know, the, the $16 million worth of rental properties around central Florida, when he wants to know what one of his properties is worth, uh, we have this network of real estate agents that we call We have a relationship with because we're in the business. The average consumer doesn't have that. And so I built the home value hotline to give you access to the same resources I have. So you can call the home value hotline. It's free. There's no obligation. There's no hardcore sales pitch. We're not going to try to sell you some Ginsu knives on the back end of the deal. <laughs> You know, I mean, just call the home value hotline. You'll hear my voice. It's a recorded message. Leave some basic information and a local real estate expert will call you back and talk you through what your home is worth. I say this all the time, Rob, if you're out there listening, if you think you're going to sell your home in the next 18 months, if you think there is any chance at all that you are going to sell your home in the next 18 months, you know who you are. You're hearing me right now. Do not procrastinate. Start the process now by finding out what your home is worth, okay? So many of the decisions about selling a home start with that first key piece of information, which is what's the home worth. The other beautiful thing is you can talk to the agent who gives you your free home valuation about time to sell, best time to sell. Maybe there are things you can do to improve your home's value between now and when you're ready to sell. Guess what? If you call the home value hotline a month before you're ready to sell your house, that won't do you any good, right? You don't have time to do any of the things to increase your home Uh value. So if you think you're going to sell your home anytime in the next 18 months, you know who you are. I'm talking to you right now, right? I want you to look to your right, look to your left. Nope, I'm talking to you. You are the person who is thinking about selling your home in the next 18 months. Pick up the phone right now and call the home value hotline. Be a financial ninja. Get the information you need. Get the home's value today so you can be prepared, so you can start planning because selling a home is a big deal. It's a big financial decision. You need all the information you can get. The first key piece is the home valuation from a reputable source, which is my home value hotline. So pick out, pull out your phone right now. All right. You know, I'm talking to you. You right there. You, yes, you that's going to sell your home in the next 18 months. Pick up your phone and prepare to punch in these numbers. Rob, give them the numbers to punch in. Talk all slow. Right. Punch them in one there at a time. Go. Here we go. Are you ready to punch? Eight, six, six, two, 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 eight, two, three, one. Put it in your phone in your contacts. Eight, six, six, two, 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 eight, two, three, one. And you're on your way. That's it. So again, they're gonna they're gonna call you're gonna call that number. You're going to hear my voice. I'm going to tell you to leave your name and phone number and the address of your home. Uh, and then we're going to get that to the local real estate agent who I would call in that area if I wanted to know what one of my houses was worth. If I was thinking about selling one of my houses in the next 18 months, this is what I would be doing right now. And the cool thing is, in addition to just giving you the home value, they're going to talk to you about why your home is worth that much, what activities mm-hmm. and trends are happening in that neighborhood. Are, are things going up? Are things going down? Is there a sale that can help you? Is there a sale that can hurt you? Is there a, are there a lot of homes about to come on the market in that area? Is there a certain time of year where that neighborhood sells for more than other times a year? These things happen, and the members of the Home Value Hotline will be able to share this with you. So uh, one more time on the phone number, All Mr. Right. Newton. 866 866-222-8231, 866-222-8231. Two, three, one. The Home Value Hotline, everybody. All right, so that's the Home Value Hotline. We want you to be an informed and smart consumer. And uh, if you're thinking about selling your home anytime in the next 18 months, the time now is to start laying down those plans. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't get caught in a situation where you cost yourself thousands of dollars in potential sales price because you make a couple stupid decisions because you procrastinated, all right? Call the Home Value Hotline today. Get that going. Uh, if you're not thinking about selling your home, then you need to be thinking about refinancing your home with us here at RP Funding, sure. taking advantage of the two and a half million bucks that I pulled out of the advertising budget uh, in order to, to create raving fans, in order to create word of mouth advertising by bribing you with a refinance with no closing costs. All right, because I'm paying them all. RP Funding, NMLS ID 70168. 
pick up the phone and give us a call, 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING, 855-773-8634. Let me give that number again, Robert. It's 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. That's the number to call. Have a conversation with a licensed mortgage professional who makes it part of his or her job to not try to trick you into doing business, but to help you shop around, to help you make an educated choice, and then to move on from there. You see, customer service is really on the top rung of the ladder here at RP Funding and Saving Thousands and all of the Robert Palmer family of companies. It's all about customer service. I mean, it's all about opening doors. It's all about meeting people in the lobby and taking them to a private consultation room if they want to talk about mortgages and they want to talk about their personal finance. That is all well and good. And nobody, but nobody is going to try to strong arm you because if Robert Palmer or any of the department heads of this company found out that anybody was trying to use smoke and mirrors or tricks of the trade, they'd be out of here because the people here benefit from good customer service. Everybody that becomes a customer here fills out forms. They fill out surveys, not, not the ones that take up a lot of time, but simple surveys that say, when you walk in, how were you received? Were the people helpful to you? When you called, were people helping you on the phone? When you talked to a loan originator, were they helpful? Were they educated? Did they answer all of your questions? You know, part of the pay of everybody in this company is based on customer service. You're going to love the customer service in every division of the Robert Palmer family of companies. You know, Robert, we've got the Saving Thousands Rules to Success. We're up to 15 rules that are so easy to follow. Well, one of the rules talks about a strategy of getting into an affordable payment when we buy our home. But then along the way, changing the dynamic of that mortgage to really help us shave some years off of the length of the mortgage. Tell us about it. And really, to me, this should be the goal, right? So when people buy a house... They should buy it on the 30-year, and then they should monitor that financial situation and say, okay, at what point can I financially afford to go to a 15-year mortgage? Now, you can just go to a 15-year mortgage, right? You don't have to refinance. You can figure out what the payment is and make the extra payment. In our example here, which you would not have, is the benefit of the lower rate because the 15-year carries a lower rate. So my thing is if you're going to pay the extra money. If you're going to try to pay your mortgage off in 15 years, why wouldn't you take advantage of the fact that refinancing to a 15-year loan, that 15-year loans carry lower interest rates than 30-year loans, right? And then two, why wouldn't you take advantage of the fact that you can probably eliminate your PMI because homes have gone up in value, right? So why wouldn't you take advantage of all these things? And you couple that with the fact that you can refinance without any closing costs, right? With a company like mine, so there's no cost, uh, we pay them all. It, it doesn't cost you a dime to refinance. There's no downside to this. And, you know, so one of the things I've really always talked about, Rob, is is the, you know, I, I wrote the rules and it's important to me that companies out there embrace the rules, right? And that if I truly believe that if companies will embrace the rules, they will be more successful. And and I am the first example of that. You know, I I force all of my companies to really embrace the rules. And, and so by uh, by helping people refinance without closing costs, right? By by showing people how to refinance a mortgage and us picking up the bill for the closing costs, yes, we make less money per deal. Uh, that's okay because we're helping sustain this mission. You know, we're helping move people in the right direction. We're helping people reduce interest costs. We're helping people be financial ninjas. All that's worth it to me. And, and so for people to be able to go from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage, not pay any closing costs, right? And take advantage of the lower interest rate on the 15-year and take advantage of the uh, eliminating the PMI in most cases because the home's gone up in value. Like all of these things just fit perfectly. And when you look at the power of that 15-year home loan, right? You know, so cause a lot of people say, well, you know, we can afford an extra 150 bucks a month, Robert. We're going to go buy a bigger house. <laughs> well, how about this? How about you take the 150 bucks a month and you put it into your current house and pay the thing off 12 years sooner. And when this thing's paid off, then go buy the, as big a house you want. You know, if you've got a free and clear house over here that you can rent out and you can put a tenant in there, and then use their rent payment to make the payment on your new bigger house. Well, that sounds like a great financial decision, right? That sounds like a great call. And this is how I want people to start to think. This is how I want people to look at this because small decisions like that, right? When you look at look at the the difference in your life, right? Well, I'm in the 
I'm in the three bedroom, two bath now, and I really wish I had the the four bedroom, or maybe I'm in the four bedroom, two bath, and I really wish I had the four bedroom, three bath, right? Or I wish I had the house with the bigger pool or the fancy living room. Think about the amount of happiness, right, and quality of life that's going to bring you. It's just probably going to be a, a minor step up, right? It's not going to be life changing. You know, it's this whole grass is greener, right? Well, the new house is going to be great. The kids are going to come home for dinner every night and we're going to cook in every night. And we're not going to go anywhere, right? And then most of this never happens because uh, the new house is really just another version of the old house. And so the, the, the quality of life that people uh, see by upgrading a home in most cases isn't that great. The quality of life change you will see when your home is paid off 12 years sooner, right, it is huge. Now, look, mortgage companies do not want you paying your house off 12 years sooner. True. I mean, they, we make money every time you make a payment. So I would make a whole lot more money by leaving you in the 30-year mortgage, right, and ignoring you and just cashing those checks every month. But that's not what this is all about. Again, I firmly believe that by educating people to make the right decisions, that's what this whole radio network thing I got into is all about. Uh, you know, it's the right decision for the consumer, which makes it the right decision for me as a business owner. And so that's really where all this comes from. You know, it, it, I am hurting myself by sitting here and telling people how to refinance from a 30-year loan to a 15-year loan. I would make way more money if I just left you all parked in the 30-year loans and cast your mortgage payments every month. But that doesn't help us all move in the right direction. And at the end of the day, you know, when, when, when people listening to me do pay off that house and decide to buy another house and another house uh, and we're there to help them, you know, it, it, it's a pay it forward kind of attitude, Rob. And, and it all fits in with what we're doing. It's the reason I'm paying all the closing costs right now. I want people to be able to take advantage of these low rates and refinance without paying a dime in closing costs because it makes the math so much easier, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if I had to go back and rerun my example and try to fit in a bunch of, you know, thousands of dollars in closing costs, uh, it would make the math more difficult and it would make the payment higher and it would, it would probably maybe even make the numbers not make sense. But the fact that you can refinance with us at RP Funding, not pay any closing costs, take advantage of a low 15-year rate, that is what I am going to encourage everyone to do. It's what, it's what I encourage everyone to do, period. Whenever you're refinancing, I always, always, always want our clients to look at the 15-year term and not just think about payment, right? We, we, we are too much of a payment-based society. We've got to look beyond that and look at the long-term ramifications of our actions and the long-term financial benefits and gains and losses based on our actions. Uh, and looking at a 15-year mortgage is a great way to do that. It's the reason I made this one of the rules. Buy the home on the 30-year, get the right amount of house, refinance it to a 15-year as soon as you can, which for most people is somewhere between three and seven years is the sweet spot. Uh, you know, if you haven't done it by year seven, you really start to lose the magic of it, right? You know, if you do it at year 12, we only had 18 years left, right? What's, what's really the point at that point? So between years three and seven is really the sweet spot. Uh, for most people that bought their home in the last seven years, they're sitting pretty. Uh, you know, they, they bought it just after home prices had come down and they're sitting on some equity. And, uh, and if you do want to refinance, if, if, if you're in a position, if you're one of these people who are sitting there saying, wow, I think I can do this, I can swing the extra 70 to 150 bucks a month to go from a 30-year down to a 15-year. I want you to call us. I want you to let me pay all your closing costs so you can refinance with no money out of your, you know, no money out of your pocket, no costs rolled into your loan. Uh, just keep your same balance, move on with life, lower the rate, hopefully drop the PMI. Everybody wins. Uh, and we're mm -hmm. here to help you do that. And we can run these numbers for you for free. You know, I'm talking kind of general here on the radio about rates and, and how much the payment goes up. My staff would, at RP Funding would happily put together a custom quote for you, show you exactly what that 15-year looks like, what those rates look like, what that payments looks like. Just give us a call at 855-773-8634. We're going to pick up the tab on all the closing costs for being a radio listener. We are going to show you a great rate and a great payment on a 15-year loan. If you want to take a look at the 30-year, too, I'm not going to hold it against you, although I really, really, really want you to look at that 15-year. It's the better financial decision. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. Give them the phone number, Rob. That's they like it so much better with your voice. I don't know what it is. Robert, it would be a pleasure to do so. That number, once again, is 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. One more time, really slow, 855, that's toll free, 773-8634. You know, folks, you don't have to listen long to Robert Palmer before questions start popping up in your mind about your particular financial world, and that's why we're here. So we have a really great way for you to ask questions of Robert Palmer. Palmer. Really easy. What you do is go to savingthousands.com. 
I've mentioned that on the show several times. Savingthousands.com to access it. You don't need a membership. It doesn't cost you anything. Nobody is going to try to get you to buy anything. But saving thousands, and you do have to spell out the word thousands, but savingthousands.com is kind of where the radio show ends. Savingthousands.com begins. You will find so much information, no matter what your question is or what area you're really not sure about in financing, you're going to find the answer at savingthousands.com. And if it's not right there in a radio show or right there in an article, we do know you'll get your answer because we have furnished a place where you can click, get a form, fill out the form, and it's called Ask RP. That's right, Ask Robert. And when you do click on that, you have the ability to type out in the form a question for Robert Palmer confidentially. No one is going to follow up by calling you and saying, oh, do you want a home loan? No, they're simply going to answer your question, okay? It's called Ask Robert or Ask RP. And we've had so many great questions on there that without giving up the identity of the person who asked it, we have addressed many of those topics right here on the radio show. I mean, ones like we've had people write in and say, can I help my son or daughter on their home loan? Do I co-sign for my son or daughter? Or how can I shorten the term of my, of my mortgage? There's a lot of great questions that actually come from you. Well, Robert, one of the things I'm learning is that in today's society, the real estate industry, the mortgage industry has got to do a better job of getting it across to people that home ownership is not something that holds you down. Home ownership is not a bad thing. And that home ownership not only gives you an important financial base, but it also sets your family's legacy up. So can we talk about that? Uh, and and I'll tell you where this comes from is everyone I talk to, uh, no one says I want to die renting, right? No one says <laughs> I'm going to rent from now until the end of my time. Uh, no one thinks that way, but most people will push it off. Well, I'm going to rent for now. I'm going to rent for until I get a better job. I'm going to rent until I get my credit score up. I'm going to rent until, until, until. Uh, and what happens is you end up procrastinating and the longer you push off, uh, the higher home prices are going to be. And that's a, that's property appreciation you could have had. And instead, it's money you're going to lose. So, so think about that. If you could have bought a home in 2010, right, for 200000 today that same home is probably worth 240000 right? Wow. So the person who bought it at two hundred, he's now made $40,000. The person who decided to keep renting and not buy now has to pay an extra $40,000 for that house. So you're talking about an, that's an $80,000 swing. Is there mm-hmm. between having an extra 40000 or having 40000 less, right? Go up forty or go down forty. I mean, wow. that, that's what you're looking at by continuing to be a renter, by continuing to be a tenant. You missed out on the chance to make the money, plus now you have to pay the money. So it's a, it's a double whammy. And and it's this simple. If it's the fear, which for most people it is, you know, mm-hmm. that we've done studies, the Mortgage Banker Association has done studies, the National Association of Realtors has done studies. Uh, and the number one reason that people aren't buying homes is fear. Right. And, and I, I want to talk about that fear. You know, I want to talk about the fact there's really not much to be afraid of here. Uh, I personally, so I bought my first home. Uh, right after I turned 18. And mm. uh, throughout my my early career, there were some ups and downs. And there was actually, <laughs> there was one point in my life where I had to move out of that home uh, and rent it out. I couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, I couldn't afford it. There was a, a point when things were really tough for me in my career in the early days. And so I actually went and lived with a friend for like seven or eight months and rented my house out during that time period. Mm-hmm. And so what I would tell you is that the by owning the home I actually had more flexibility because I ended up making money on the rental, right? And so it helped support me through a downtime. And so where a lot of people see owning a home as an anchor, right? Or as handcuffs, as chain, as a ball and chain, as something that's gonna hold them down, I would argue that it actually gives you more flexibility in life because now you have the option to live there yourself. Mm-hmm. You have the option to rent that home to someone else. You know, you can sell that home if you want to. You have the power and the control, whereas a, a, a renter, as a tenant, you don't have any of those options. You don't have any of that control. The landlord can decide tomorrow they want to kick you out and sell that house, or they can decide they want to raise your rent by three or four hundred dollars, and and when your lease is up, and you can't do anything about it. And so, what I what I would encourage people to do is, and this is the whole reason for rule number seven, the idea of owning real estate sooner, not later, is to go ahead and get in there and, and put down some roots, uh, begin to own property, let that property appreciation. Uh, you know, if you look at over historic times, Rob, even in the worst of times, we still see a slight property appreciation that keeps up with inflation. 
So the home values are not going to go down. Mm-hmm. And if you even look for most areas, we've caught up to where we were at the at the peak. Yes. You know, I mean, so so even when you take the worst recession and worst property crash in our lifetime into account, most people still have had positive appreciation on their properties. Uh, and so the people who get in with the right type of mortgage, right? We're not talking about those toxic adjustable rate mortgages that got everybody in so much trouble back in 2005 and six. True. What we're talking about is today's safe 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And when you buy a home with a safe 30-year fixed rate mortgage, and then you follow my advice, which is as soon as it's financially possible, refinance down to a 15-year. What is that? Rule number 15, Rob? I think that's rule number 15. Yes, Buy indeed. the home with a third, mm-hmm. with a safe third, you know, no arms, no interest onlys, no tricky loans. Buy the home with a safe 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And then as soon as you're financially able, refinance it to a 15-year mortgage so that you can get the lowest rate possible and pay it off quickly and really start to establish net worth and equity and value in that home, a gap. The equity is the gap between the value of the home and the amount you owe. And so when you're able to go from a 30-year to a 15-year mortgage, you're cutting years off the back. You're now putting more money every month toward lowering that balance to increase your equity. Meanwhile, the home value is going up like they always do historically, and you're starting to build serious wealth. And that's how we build wealth in this country. And so I want people to not be afraid, right? right. And, and so my part in this, because again, I'm always trying to figure out how can I help, right? You know, what what can I do to make this easier for people? What can I do to make this better for people? And my way to help in this uh, is to give you a way to find out, to take the fear out, to see if you can qualify to be a homeowner without any obligation, without any application fees, without any anybody staring down their nose at you, making you feel small. You know, the way some of these banks and, and mortgage oh, companies go terrible. about qualifying people, it's, you know, they want to make you feel like a second-class citizen, and the psychology behind this is, is they know when they make you feel worse about yourself, they can overcharge you. Oh, yeah. Because now you just feel grateful uh, to get the loan. So now they can overcharge you. And, and so this is, a, this is a psychological trick companies use. They, they make you feel worse about yourself so they can then turn around and charge you a bunch of fees, a bunch of points, whatever it is to pad their pockets. Well, one, at my mortgage company, we don't charge any lender fees, period. So nobody's going to try to pad their pockets by making you feel worse about yourself. So what that means is we don't have to play those games. Mm-hmm. We can just give you a good, straight-up, honest answer. And and you can call us and for, for free, right? There's no cost. There's no obligation. There's no shaming. There, there's no one talking down to you. We're just going to help you make a decision in life, make a determination if you can qualify to buy a home so you can take advantage of all these great benefits I'm talking about. The benefits of building equity, the benefits of having control of your your month-to-month payments, having control of your destiny because it's your piece of property. You're the landlord now if you decide to rent it out, and now someone else is making your mortgage payments. If you decide to live there, great. Now you're paying your own rent. You're making your own mortgage payments. You're not putting the money in somebody else's pocket. You can reduce the balance. You can build equity. You can build wealth. And it all starts with buying a home. And the first first thing I want you to do, the first step in becoming a homeowner, right? If you're afraid, I, I know, I get it. It can be scary. There are people out there right now who wish they could be a homeowner, but they're just too afraid to take that first step. So my goal was to make that first step as easy as possible for you. And that's how I've structured things. That's how my loan officers have been trained. We will talk to you for free with no obligation. Uh, we will talk you through it. We will make you feel comfortable. We will help you understand if homeownership is right for you, if it's something within your grasp right now, and if it's not, what are the steps you can take to get there? All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be scared right now. You know, On the off chance that we can't help you, that's okay. I don't want you to worry about that. You know, Most likely, we're going to say yes. But if we don't, I don't want you to be freaked out about it. I don't want you to be scared about it. I just want you to pick up the phone right now and find out if you can be a homeowner. And it's one simple call to 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. We will help you determine what kind of payment you can afford, what kind of house you can get for that payment. We can put you in touch with the right real estate agents. We can help you determine areas to look in. We're here to help you every step of the way. And it all starts with that simple phone call to get your pre-approval today to find out if you qualify to buy a home, to find out if you can be a homeowner, to find out if homeownership is within your grasp at 855-773-8634. That's my company, RP Funding, NMLS license number 70168. We are a Florida licensed mortgage lender. We're licensed in Mississippi and Tennessee and Kentucky and a lot of other places too. 855-773-8634. Give us a call. Let us hold your hand and walk you through it. Let us get you to the finish line on homeownership, 
855-773-8634. You know, one of the things I've found by being around this company as long as I have, Robert and I have been on the radio together for seven years. But also now that I've moved my headquarters to Robert's headquarters, I am finding that if somebody comes in here and they're working with a mortgage officer and then I happen to end up in the elevator when they're leaving, one of the things I'll say to them is, well, how was your day? And they'll always say, if I would have known it was this easy, I'd have done this before. You know, or, hey, I was told a year ago I couldn't qualify by a mortgage company down the street. But when I came back to RP funding, they said, well, let's look at your credit report. Let's look at what we can do over the next few months to get you qualified. There are things you may have done. Maybe you fell a trap, fell into a trap that Robert tells you about on this radio show. Maybe you fell prey to some predatory lender. But we can get you through that here at RP funding. And I kind of say we because I feel like part of this organization. And it's very important to me that if you're paying north of $800 a month in rent, that you get rid of that and that you get your own home where, as I always say, Robert, they can put a nail in the wall without asking permission or they can paint a wall and they don't have to worry about something or put a swing set in the backyard and have something where your kid's notch is in that doorway when they were only four foot and then five foot. And then they, they dress for the prom in that living room and that's where that picture is. That is what we call legacy, everybody. And you don't build up a legacy in an apartment. You don't. You don't. We're here to help. We're here to talk you through this. We're here to hold your hand and take you through getting approved for a home loan every step of the way. Kick the fear aside, all right? Kick kick the, the self-doubts aside. Kick those limitations aside and pick up the phone and call us. Let us approve you for a home loan. Let us help get you on this path. Let us show you what it looks like to own a home and what those benefits can be. 855 773 8634 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. Or visit rpfunding.com. That's rpfunding.com or 855-773-8634. Remember that home value hotline we talked about earlier? If you didn't get the number down, it's 866-222-8231. Well, if you like the Saving Thousands show, make sure that you go to savingthousands.com and look at the radio listings. Now, this would be the stations that currently carry our program. And coming up into 2016, you'll notice more and more stations being added to the list. Okay? We love these radio stations that play our show. And we actually buy the time. This is not a syndicated program. These are radio stations that are handpicked by Robert Palmer himself, getting the news to you, giving you the tools, because this radio station is very well known and very highly rated for its listeners. You all are the cream of the crop in this radio market. And we just we just love the dialogue that we have with you. So listen to this station. And if you look at the radio listings as you're traveling throughout the Southeast, you'll see other stations, once you get out of the coverage of this one, other stations that will pick up the ball and play the show. Okay? So leaving you with that. And leaving you with this as we end up another hour at Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. We have a lot of ways that you can access financial tools in addition to this show. There's Saving Thousands website. We've talked about that a bunch. There's also a State of Eyes. It's a great real estate and consumer site set up by our research team. There's Real Prospector, articles, interviews with people in the real estate industry, more insight for you as to how all this works so you'll be more informed you won't be intimidated, and you will have taken over as the king of your financial domain. It's as easy as that. Don't forget about Saving Thousands Radio, the app, and don't forget about the Robert Palmer channel on iHeart. Wow. Yeah, Saving Thousands is everywhere. Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. <laughs> 